Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't think you need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 charger. <laughs> How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Hey, Google, play Talking Tesla podcast. Sure. Playing the latest episode of Talking Tesla, April 26, 2019, Elon <laughs> Daily. <laughs> Hey! Hey, boys and girls! It's time for your every other week talking Tesla! Uh, Does that mean we're going to have to change the intro to the show? Who put this? Can we start the show? Let's go! Go! No, it's not that show. Not that show. What show is it? It's uh, it's talking Tesla, but there's a lot of questions we have to answer. But first okay. of all, uh, let me just uh, ask Google. Hey, Google, play Elon Daily podcast. All right, Elon Daily. I'll pick up where you left off. Well, at least it's moving. So officially, it's going over onto the Talking Tesla YouTube um, feed, as it were, in iTunes and everywhere else. So... So that was the last Elon Daily. I just threw it down just like 10 seconds ago. <laughs> that yet. was the last one. To say, uh, everybody, move over to Talking Tesla. This is ridiculous having two different podcasts and yeah. trying to sustain it. But should we keep the name or should I just do like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Talking Tesla Daily. No, I think it should be, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I would say to leave <laughs> it as an Elon Daily or how about this? How about call it TT Daily? And then the big show, like, so when you're looking at the feed, it'll say TT Daily, TT Daily, TT Daily. Right. And then it'll say Talking Tesla, and people will be able to identify instantly with their huge brains. With their neural nets. With their neural neural networkers. The good thing about uh, the way it's showing up right now is that it looks different. It says Elon Daily, and so yeah. you can quickly look through and go, I don't want to listen to that idiot. <laughs> I want to listen to those idiots. Or you could be like, I don't want to listen to those idiots. I just want to listen to that, that idiot. idiot. It Either goes way, both ways. There's plenty of idiots yeah. uh, to go around. I think they should definitely be slightly named differently. Like Talking Tesla should always have number. Mm-hmm. And then the other daily show should maybe always have the date. date. Yes. Even though we've dropped the number uh, as of the last show, I think. Oh. No, no. <laughs> we still were numbering. We should probably talk about this for ad nauseum on the show. Anybody got any opinions? <laughs> oh, Does I anybody see. Care? You dropped a... Elon Daily on the Talking Tesla. Yes. Let's now do I'm, that for now. I know, let's just do that for now. Hey, because we are not afraid of changing things. No, we are, the, we are the media version of Elon Musk. We're out of control. We change our minds and we move things about. In so, the such and the ways. So uh, let's do okay. the first. Uh, the first one. It's it's a you article. You it, are going to start us off. I didn't actually write it. It's from Tesla Rate. Oh. And obviously uh, S and X just got this uh, upgrade in range because they're mm-hmm. putting basically the Model 3, which has the semi-permanent magnets. And they're going to put that engine in the front 
of the S and X, and you're going to get 370 miles. Yes, Tom. It's a modified version of that engine. It's modified. A slightly modified. Slightly version. different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just from that, they are getting 370 miles in the S and the X, and 325 in the X and 370 in the S. Right. Okay. So somebody asked the Elon. What does this mean for the Roadster? Is there going to be sort of some updates to that? And he basically uh, said, yes, it's going to get way over a thousand kilometers. But he didn't say way over. He said over. He said over more. But they already said that because when he first did the reveal, they said it's going to go 620 miles. And it turns out that 620 miles is a thousand kilometers. So what say you to that? We'll see. These uh, things keep getting better all the time, so I expect the roaster will have even more than 620 miles or 1,000 kilometers, which is cool. And, and it will have no impact on anyone in this room. Uh, no, none at all. <laughs> and likely nobody Actually, listening. Actually, it indirectly might because people will love the range and then they'll say, please put a longer range in the three and the other cars because we really like having 600 miles. Maybe there'll be a trickle-down effect. It's a quarter-million-dollar car, bro. Uh, I know, but... I just think they should have an S and an X version that's really super long range for me. But how much would you be willing to pay for it? So here's here's a little not two hundred fifty. So from the so the X for instance, let's right? go X. Three hundred two hundred and fifty miles is one range you can get the X in today, yes. and three hundred and twenty five miles is the other range. Uh, yes, and the difference in that is ten thousand dollars for seventy five miles of range. So. And the S, 285, you can get at the low range, mm-hmm. and 370 at the top range mm-hmm. for $10,000. That's 85 miles of range. Okay. And the Model 3, 240 miles at the low end, 310. Although it says 310 on the website, but people right. are getting that 325. Apparently, there's a letter in here that says that it, they've gone back down again. That our cars, with their updates, are getting 325, but the long range that's on the site now only gets 310. That's, what the hell is happening? That could be exactly. because of the so new computer. So for $10,000 on the Model 3, you can get an additional 70 miles of range. However, on the Model 3, different than the other two cards, that also makes that car all-wheel drive and has premium interior. So you get 70 miles of range, an extra motor, and premium interior on the Model 3 for the same 10000 Yeah. That you would get that you pay for just the upgrade on the S and X, which already have dual and premium as a standard sort of feature. Well, I'll ask that question that you're asking, but in a much better way. Oh, what? I'm not asking. I was just saying I was comparing. Here's the question I'm going to throw uh-huh. back at you. Let's say you're going to get a Y, Tom. Uh-huh. Why? Because it's a really good car and Why? Tesla makes it because they built it really well. Why? <laughs> it's the lamest joke in the history of <laughs> So... You get a fifty thousand dollar Y. Uh-huh. It's got three hundred miles range. Uh-huh. It's got a few bells and whistles. Versus Tom for sixty thousand, I'm going to give you a Y with four hundred miles range. Would you buy the sixty thousand dollar version or the fifty thousand dollar version? I would probably buy the fifty thousand dollar version because the range is not that big of a deal to me at the moment. But what I will say to you is that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the difference between the. S, which is the top range car at 370 miles, yes. and the Roadster, which will be 600 miles. So they're charging $10,000 for 85 miles. How much are they going to have to charge additional 
to get 300 more miles, which is really what we're talking about. You see, you tried to circle it back about me, but you want the 600 uh, miles of range uh, in the S yes. and the well, 600 you're miles. you're telling me, as a ballpark figure, we're going to say $10,000 per 100 miles of range. So no, it would be $30,000 yeah. more to get a 600-mile range S. Thirty. So you've People taken a hundred thousand dollar car and made it a hundred and thirty. Rather than buying all the ludicrous and the performance, which adds a forty thousand, you could get three hundred miles range. Sorry, there's a large man over here that would like to speak. Denmark would I like just, to be heard from. I wonder. I wonder if you guys have thought about what it might look like to drive a car in three years or five years. I know Mel, you flip your cars every year, so it doesn't really matter for you. But let me just go back to Tom. Then. <laughs> yeah. So. If you buy a car, and you're going to hang on to it, right? How long have you had your ass? Uh, January of 2018 is when I picked it up. January 4th. That's your three. That's my three. How about your S? The S we've had for three years. Yeah. And you're not thinking of selling it, I don't expect. No, but I did look recently, and there's some nice used ones. All right, that's another topic. Uh-huh. So let me go back uh-huh. to my yeah, point. Yeah, go ahead. And then thinking about all of the people who have bought Model 3s, uh-huh. they mentioned in the in the Q1 earnings call, and we'll get to it, that so many people, something 60%-ish, uh-huh. are trading non-Tesla cars, cars that are not expensive cars. People are doing this Tesla stretch, right? They're uh-huh. stretching into a Tesla. So what I'm saying is that in three years, a lot of people will have their car because they've really invested in it. They're not going to flip it over. And Tesla's even making the, the, the overtures that they're almost building cars now for their robo-taxi service rather than even for selling to people. Oh, we'll talk about that yeah. also. And so I wonder, what is it going to look like in five years as far as car ownership, are you, Mel, if you want to go, you know, see somebody in San, Santa Cruz who probably isn't going to be there anymore, unless he does poorly, uh, <laughs> are you even going to use your car or are you going to get one of these autonomous cars to take you up there? And if you're at home and around town, you're certainly not going to want a car. In fact, I wonder if people will still want people like human bags of flesh driving around behind the wheel when there is autonomy that is even better. Right, but if we're talking about range issues, right? So in that case, right. are you saying that you drive a car 300 miles, release it, and yes. call another car that has 300 miles of range? So literally you have unlimited range? You know, that's that's kind that of what he's talking happen. about, right? Trade I, I, out at a supercharger. Say, uh, Tom, would you like to take a leak? And Tom says, yeah, I kind of would, and maybe get a coffee. Fine, we're stopping at this supercharger station. Mm-hmm. You get out. The car goes and charges. Another car is waiting for you to take you the rest of the way. I mean, besides a lot of fundamental mathematical issues with Elon's one million robo taxi announcement, um, which we'll discuss, I just I I do believe that that is the thing. But if we're talking about range and people owning their cars and or not owning it, let's just talk about owning their cars, because I think if you don't own the car, range doesn't matter for the reasons I just said. Hey, this car is empty. I'm going to call another one and get another one. The question is, are, is that going to be possible in Kansas or is that going to be possible only in no. California and the and Florida and New York? I mean, True. there'll be so more the, cars available. The folks in Nebraska and in places where there's not a lot of little lines that Tesla shows when they show their autonomy maps mm-hmm. all in the middle, they're going to need cars yeah. with long range. And is Tesla going to pay people like like the scooter People pay people to plug in their cars. They're no, going to plug themselves bot. in. Snakey Bot's going to do it. So 
There were about 50 questions There's there. a lot Can of things going on there because it's all tied together. Down. <laughs> but, so, uh, but again, so I would you, you, pay you would pay 30000 additional dollars for 300 more miles of range on your S? Not now. I would pay, Not now or not? Because why not now? Uh, because of everything you just talked about. <laughs> I'm not okay. sure that car ownership for me makes any sense if they truly pull off robo-cabbiness. If I really can get a robo-cab at any time, for somebody like me that doesn't drive that much, and when I do, it's usually like to Santa Cruz to go uh-huh. see my son, or it's to go play golf. Most of the time, I don't do it. It makes actually no yeah. sense for me to own a car because it really sits there right. and doesn't do anything. Now, we have a lot of visitors and stuff come, but that also makes no sense because robo-cabs for everybody. Yeah. Robo-cabs changes everything. Yeah. I don't really need a car. So maybe, like we have four cars right now. One of them sits around as a gas car and I'm waiting for it to rot. We try never to drive it. And Mm -hmm. when people come to town, sometimes we use it. Then we have three other cars, but we really need one car in a world where there are robocabs. One car because it's going to get driven a lot. And then I'll just robocab myself around. Okay. And then- But so then range doesn't matter. Range either either doesn't matter because of the reasons you said, you just get a new one. Or you could say uh, there's multiple different types of robocabs. Um, I want to go to deepest, darkest uh, California and go deep into the desert. Yeah. Get me the 600-mile range S, and I'll just get it for a, a week, and I'll pay whatever dollars. So there will be, like, specific, more right. long-range vehicles on that network. For that specific, Tom's going off to God knows where to get away from humans. And is that network going to be like the Uber model, right, where there's Uber X and Uber Black and Uber SUV? You mean like he hasn't Uber really talked S, about the specifics of Uber that, 3, where like some of the Uber X's F. are on it, some of the S's, because the Model 3, it's not going to have that super 600-mile range, but likely. It, one assumes that that's going to happen, but they're going to have to build their own, because how many people who own a $100,000 X are going to say, yeah, just put it out on the network for somebody to go vomit and poo in it. But that's not the person, right? What you're looking for in that case is the person who's like, I've always wanted an X, and if I put it on this system for 30 or 40% of the time, I can afford it, right? Okay. Right? Like yes. the, That makes the X a more afford. Like my wife, for instance, in that particular instance, if I did the math and the Xs were on the system, and I didn't think that Elon was eventually just going to inundate the system with Tesla's cars, which likely he would do, right? Likely the model is you can put your car on the network until I have enough of my own cars on the network and then your car can get the hell, hell off, off my network because I'm trying to make the money. Yeah, yeah. that's true. If it's best for them is for you to buy it just like they're doing. You buy uh-huh. it. And then at the end of your lease, I'll take it over and put mm-hmm. it on the network. And after a few years, it's like we own all the cars. Right. So, does, that mean, does that mean that – uh, there's a new hashtag, Tesla pimping owners, <laughs> getting us to buy cars I mean, that I we think dream we're going to put on the network and make our payments so that we can enjoy a Tesla. Yeah. And then two years later, we're boxed out unless we want to move to, I don't know where. Right. But if you can make, town. if you can make, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 grand a year, you know, by putting your ex out there a lot during that the two year time frame, you've got to be an early adopt. In my opinion, if that thing happens and you want to do it to monetize your car, you got to do it quick. That is a, I think that's a very good insight. They will have so many cars eventually that your this whole thing of you being able to make money out of the car will go away. I told you the first Uber I ever took was a young kid. He was in his early 20s. He was in a really high-end Audi. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful car, brand new. And uh, I asked him, you know, what do you do? How do you afford such a beautiful car? He's like, I can't afford this car. 
can't afford this car. Why do you think I'm driving for Uber? <laughs> right. right. So he was doing that. He's like, I really wanted this car. I can't afford it. So now the way I pay for it is by Uber like three times a week to help make the payment. Right. And if I can put, if eventually this network happens and I go, mm, I'm going to put my three on it and and see what happens, right? Because yeah. I can't put the S on it because it doesn't have auto autonomous driving or whatever. I put my three on it. And I make ten grand or fifteen grand before the network gets shut down to owners. Mm-hmm. Then uh, that's good. I've taken that money off my car as long as there isn't any uh, sort of downside. And my son actually had an interesting insight. So let's say a Tesla Robo Taxi is running around between pickups. There's nobody in it. It's either my car or one of Tesla's cars, and it hits another car. How? Do those? How does the car without a driver exchange information with the car with a driver? Like, what is the mechanism for an accident in a robotic vehicle? The car will do what humans do to like and just drive off, <laughs> take off. I mean, I think it's an interesting question, right? Will it just like take a picture of the license plate and and send you a note or flash something on the big screen? Here's the information of the owner, and you just go. You probably will have your Tesla. I don't know. The person who's in the car and the passenger uh, client. But what if there's no passenger? What if it's that's what I'm saying? It's between rides. Then on the screen, instead of saying, you know, dog mode or something, it'll Uh say, I'm sorry, uh, scan this QR code or something. Maybe, but they'll roll down the window and let you like. But then if you hit, if that car hit you and it rolls down the window and lets you in it. Angry people might thrash. <laughs> That's true. And also the car might be like rolled down a hillside yeah. and not available to you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess that's where the authorities come in. Yeah. And Elon said that he would already work it out because on the we're, – we're getting into yeah, I know. Details. We've gone so deep yeah. in. But that's all right. Let's but keep yeah, going. Let's Elon talk said, about you know, He stood up there in front of all of the investors yeah. and he said, well, it would be Tesla's fault. You know, and and not right. yours as the owner of the car, right. provided you're not driving it. Mm-hmm. And then he said um, that uh, what was the other thing? Oh, if uh, you get pulled over by the highway patrol for some reason, that uh, they would work it out. They've they've got smart people working on this project, and if the police are involved, then they'll communicate with them. But the police don't get involved if there's no injuries, right? So it's just so it's a right. weird, it's a minor thing. Well, but... there was a there was an Uber driver on one of Ben. I think he's on Ben Sullen's show. Uh, what's it called? Teslanomics. Yes. An Uber driver that he was going through. How are they going to deal with a lot of these situations that Uber drivers deal with very easily because they've got giant brains? And that is, um, you're not allowed to park. Uh, there is no parking. Um, Uber drivers will like drive around the block or mm-hmm. they'll wave at you and they'll yell out the window, look, I'll meet you down the street a little bit. So there's a lot of these edge case scenarios. How is that going to work with a vehicle that can't talk to you and communicate with you whereas a human can in these edge cases? Well, yeah. in that case, I mean, I think the car can communicate with you via text, right? So it right. can send you a message and maybe that's how they'll work it out, right? It'll Because you'll have to have the Tesla network app yes. and you'll have to get a notification, which you get from Uber drivers, right? I'm around the corner, a text message or whatever it is. So they'll push, they'll have a list of notifications in there and the car will have some options. My guess is you're not going to get the meet me down the street kind of stuff because that seems very, very specific. But they could do in airports, they have like specific ride share areas. So that's not practical everywhere. I think that's something that probably doesn't happen a lot, maybe in San Francisco, but People just double park two seconds, you get in, you walk away, right? But it's a it's an autonomous vehicle. It has to follow the rules. You can't break the rules. 
Uber driver will break the rule, but the autonomous mm. vehicle is like, I can't possibly break can't the rule. It's, I'm a robot. It'll break the third rule of robots by Asimov or something. <laughs> what the hell did you just, I just break? I just broke a T. There's so um, many, there's so oh, many things to unpack as it pertains to this Uber, this And a lot of people thing. are saying that they haven't been unpacked and Elon is full of crap, that he is so far from solving these issues. What he's, the type of autonomy he's talking about is best case scenario on the best day okay. and the rest of us are all, you know, we're okay. just being sucked into the so reality that, distortion So that conversation Hashtag started because of range and the Bugatti and all that stuff. And we never even got well, to any of that information as it pertains so to that. Just, I've moved on. There's a okay. lot to talk about. Yeah. That's what's so exciting about this show. Well, let's talk about sentry mode then okay. just for a second because it does actually fix a lot of those problems. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, so your autonomous car, nobody's mm-hmm. in it. You crash. Um, it's got the cameras on. It can like take a picture of the right. other person's thing. It can send it to Tesla and send it and call them and say, I'm sorry. Imagine what the highway patrol would love is they come on scene. Let's say someone is hurt, like uh-huh. my accident. The car rolled over. Uh-huh. The other car rolled yeah. over. And they come on scene, and either I'm in the car or not, they have an app where they can come up to the car and interrogate the car and see what happened. The whole 360-degree view, mm-hmm. <laughs> they can see how fast all the cars around me were moving. Uh-huh. Right? They could see what the vision recognition can see that the guy who was in the SUV who hit me was doing like 90 miles an hour. So that you're when you say they can see, they can access your camera. Correct. If it's so it's on the rideshare network. Let's just say that Tesla There's no privacy issue puts there. together a, a report uh-huh. like a uh, law enforcement report right. whenever there's an accident. Mm-hmm. So law enforcement, all they have to do is like like put in the VIN number yeah. and then query Tesla and right. Tesla sends them a PDF file. It's eight pages long. Right. It shows the lane markings. Mm-hmm. It shows everybody's activities around Link me. Link to the video. Link uh, to the videos, mm-hmm. everything. How cool is that? Uh, but then there's the downside. So then you've got a government in power that wants to know your all your moves at all times. Now just add this to what they can know about you. They well, can look at everybody constantly because cars are driving around and they've got cameras on and they're looking at us and they're listening to us. Google. But that's an opt-in situation if you're using the service, right? If you're using this autonomous service, there has to somebody. That's right. Tesla's liability. So that's Tesla's decision. It's their call, right? On able to do that. Not necessarily. We're not talking about what like a privately owned vehicle you're talking about your vehicle on the network at that time that's the only time this is going to come into play although not necessarily true in my case if i send my car to pick my son up from school and in that 15 miles to do that it gets into an accident that's my liability at that point even though the car is driving autonomously well i mean just think about my and your Tom's situation. Uh-huh. I don't know how much stress you felt when you got hit bad in your RAV4. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So for me, if this one dude, I mean, my this is my ex, uh, feelings about it. Uh-huh. If this one dude had not stopped who was behind me and saw everything and told that all to the highway patrol, yeah. I might still be fighting for who's liable right. for $21,000 of damage on my car, which got pretty messed up. Yeah. If I was able to say, well, just query Tesla and get the full eight-page report, Mr. Highway Patrolman. Mm-hmm. It will show you everything. I'm exonerated. Right. How much peace of mind do I have then? Because I've been in a few accidents in the last whatever, I don't know, 35 years. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Yeah. Like, who says, she says, nobody was seeing, it's them against me. It's just... But insurance companies typically make those like 50-50 calls, right, At the, for the most part. Which well, kind of I mean, sucks. like, what if somebody's injured and there's like yeah. legal, like mm-hmm. criminal claims? Yeah. I mean, 
there's a lot to this that I think is really, I think we all err on the side of truth. And okay, let's say uh, the driver is speeding and they're doing 80 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Were they doing it in a completely unsafe situation or not? You know, and there's an accident and it wasn't their fault. I mean, there's like you hit a pothole or you hit some debris in the road Mm -hmm. and now you swerve out of control and someone else hits you. Well, how, you know, oh, sure. Yeah, that debris was in the road. Of course it was. You know, I don't know. And they're seeing all kinds of stuff when they review these edge cases at Tesla. It just tells me that there's a lot of bad stuff that happens out on the road and i would like to have my car back me up but no matter what if there's no one in the car right if whether it's on the tesla network or it's your car on the tesla network Mm -hmm. or it's my car not on the tesla network driving around autonomously like i said to pick someone up if there's no one driving it is it tesla's liability at that point because they created the system they said he said yes it's going to be on tesla if it's driving autonomously it's going to be on tesla even if they don't have any ownership in the vehicle at that moment. Uh, that's what he said. I don't know if his lawyers have sort of gone through that. Like, yeah. if it crashes on full autonomy, that would be on Tesla, that he would, said. That would be a better reason to have the Tesla insurance, which we'll maybe discuss in a little bit. So, sentry mode is uh-huh. where this started. Okay. And uh, I like your title for this paper rather than the <laughs> one that was chosen by Electric. Uh, this is from Electric, and my title was Sentry Mode and the <laughs> people do. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> so, Sentry Mode has been catching all these things, and we've got all these new use cases we're yeah. thinking about. This is all very exciting. But uh, this was a really great one. So somebody went up to somebody's Model 3 <laughs> and put a stuffed toy on their bonnet <laughs> and then their dog and did it as a photo shoot. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the ovaries it takes to do that. Amazing. I mean, what are you thinking? Well, it, and was then, in, it was in New York City. It gets even better. So these kids start egging a car. At a hap- supercharger. At a supercharger. It just happens to have sentry mode on. And the dude is sitting inside <laughs> videoing them as they're egging the cars at the supercharger. What is wrong with you kids? And then it turns out they have potentially video of those kids buying the eggs in the convenience store. No! Yeah. So there were like this group of kids who bought five dozen eggs. Five dozen? That's a lot of eggs. Because the guy said he thought that if he wasn't in the car, they were going to basically just demolish his car with eggs. And he had the black paint, which is people say is sort of the thinnest paint. And the eggs caused quite a bit of damage to his paint. He was not at all happy. But there's pictures of the guy in the back seat just like... Face frozen. <laughs> Holy crap, someone's in there. We better get out of here. Can you uh, imagine kids. like the amount of carbon that cost? All the all the water and the energy it took for those chicken to lay those eggs mm. and now to fix the paint on this guy's car. Did those kids have no environmental sense whatsoever? <laughs> and they were in a Cadillac at that. All oh. of this uh, should be just a reminder that now you're being watched all the time. Yeah, don't you're, mess with our cars. Don't, our cars are watching you. <laughs> we're watching you. We've all got phones. You really need to start yeah. acting like nice people. And if you have a watching. Tesla and you don't have your sentry mode and you have your little jump drive in there, you should. You should. Yeah, I'm you, so sorry that I don't have sentry mode. Yeah. yeah. But I'm due a, a, an upgrade, right? That's yeah. what Elon said. So I just actually scheduled my service yesterday because I've got like the halo light on one of my headlights mm-hmm. is partially out. And I've got that that yellow halo around mm-hmm. the this big screen. And uh, and I put into my request list, aside from like adjusting the windshield wiper spray, mm-hmm. uh, V3 computer, please. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to get right on that. There's, <laughs> there's not going to be any backup there. I took my car to uh, get service because of the click, 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 click,
So it only went away for a day. And uh, they said, uh, we're going to have to have the car for a week. And the guy goes, I think it's probably just an actuator of the air conditioner. Yeah. Um, but they have to have it for a week. I'm like, why? It's like, because we're backed up. Okay. So I got a brand new Tesla. Mm. Yeah. I got a mm. black Tesla. I'm driving nice. a black Tesla right now. Avoid the eggs. Unfortunately, it's nice. a 75D. Does your model... And it doesn't have autopilot. Does your model S's have HEPA? The yeah. HEPA filtration? Does yours? It did, yes. My wife does not. And you can... I, I saw this the other day upgrade. in the shop. You can upgrade it yeah. for 500 bucks. Yeah. Seems like a lot. It's a little annoying, I have to say. This is the bio defense mode air conditioning setting. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it turns the blowers on rather aggressively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it increases the pressure within the cabin mm. so that all the airflow is out. So where all the window cracks are, there's probably a little bit of leakage. Mm -hmm. This forces air out, which is just like in a positive pressure uh -huh. infection setting in the uh, hospital. Right. And so when you're in the car, your ears are going to feel a little funny, like almost popping. Mm -hmm. And when I've used it in the past with other people in the car, they're like, can you please turn that thing <laughs> off? But I will use it when I'm sitting on the freeway yeah. in this like bumper to bumper traffic because, and, and it doesn't eliminate all smell. So walk, driving through the the state where there's all of these wildfires, I used it during the wildfires yeah. and I still smelled the smoke. Right, but there's also, we recently, in L.A., once again, we're number one in terrible air quality in the nation for whatever reason. A lot of it has to do with that fire situation. The particulates are still in the air. Yeah. Still a lot of ice cars because we got so many freaking people living here. So, anyways, I was curious. It was 500 bucks, and I don't know. Seems like a lot, but cool that you can do it. It's good to have the option. Yeah. Especially if you're behind a few big trucks like uh -huh. on, the, yeah. on the 110 Freeway, Maybe I'll 705. Get it for her as a gift. Shall we uh, talk about the earnings call? There's a lot to talk about, so oh. let's just pick out the important stuff. And mm -hmm. obviously the most important stuff we've already sort of talked a lot about, which is robo-cabs. So, so can I ask you this? Because I've done it on the Elon Day. Uh -huh. But I'm going to ask you specifically. Mm -hmm. Do you believe no. that Elon <laughs> is so far ahead of everybody else that they're going to be feature complete for full level five autonomy this year and there'll be robo-cabs next year? Do so, you believe that? So that's an auto. Autonomy yes. day question? Yes, and I've got ways. autonomy day notes here. I think uh, I think part partly yes and partly no. So he started this call by saying in 2020, one million robo taxis on the road. One million. That's a big number. It's bigger than half so, a million. So it's that is I thought it was bigger that than is, her. That is <laughs> ten thousand cars a week of production, more than they're currently making, correct? For 52 weeks is only 520,000 cars a year. So I say bullshit on 1 million cars because even he then says there's there's all kinds of uh, mistakes in or, or misrepresentations in my opinion. Because he talked about Shanghai potentially being at 1,000 or 2,000 a week by the end of the year. A thousand or two, yes. Right, like not five thousand, not ten thousand, not fifteen thousand. Right. Like one line that is right. just getting right. So where are on. these million cars coming from? And that also would mean that there's no private people buying these cars. So the numbers, tell me that I'm wrong. Do those numbers add up to you guys? Uh, they. Well, how many Model Three? How many cars with hardware 2.0 and greater are there now? Plus another year and a half. I think a million will be that there's a potentially a million robo cars. You're talking about so you're saying that he's talking about all the Teslas that are currently on yes. the road. All of the hardware 2.0, which will be upgraded to full FSD computer, will be 
potentially robocabs. Mm. That would potentially be a million. Mm. Uh, will they all be on the network? Of course not. But there's potentially a million robocars okay. by a year or so from now. All right. Because they'll be doing 10,000 a week. And what kind of production. impact? Okay. And let's say 90, 80% of them are in North America. What's the real impact of that? Because there are 300 million cars on the road. In America, what do you mean impact? In like terms the of impact of of like, does it reduce the amount of cars people are doing? Right, I think what it does, honestly, is it pulls people who are currently in public transportation out of it, maybe, right, and puts them in much more inexpensive robo taxis. But I don't think even a million cars on the road, eight hundred thousand cars on the road, is enough. No, eventually it's going to be. Every car is going to need to be this. And that's the question. I used to be so excited about this. Yeah. Now I'm confused that fully uh, autonomous cars will mean that people will stop buying cars and they'll just use the uh-huh. robocabs and will need so much less because they're going to get used so much more. But other people have said the problem is it'll become so cheap to take an Uber, people will use it over using public transport. Yeah. So all of yes. the thousands of people that use car, that use public transport will use robocabs, mm-hmm. but then the traffic will be so horrible that they'll move back to going on public <laughs> transport. So it's yeah. confusing. It's, you know, how many people today would use a form of public transport, I'm going to use that broadly, if it were more convenient, if it felt safer to them, mm-hmm. if it was more comfortable? So I told you guys that, you know, uh, on the last show, a Patreon show, which many of you may have not heard, so you should go to Patreon and put a dollar in every month to get those shows. And so I went on the public transportation, and it was a massive hassle. It was really a bummer. Mm-mm. It wasn't by any stretch the highlight of my yeah. my day. And uh, if uh, a lot of people out there feel uncomfortable for one reason or another to access public transport mm-hmm. for those trips, how many more people will we get out of cars yeah. who would have tried public transport and can we not redo our public transport so we don't necessarily have to do the bus for a 10-minute uh, drive down to the to the neighborhood store and use the buses for more long-term stretches? So you could get out onto the um, Tesla robo-taxi, mm-hmm. go to the bus hub, then take it to you know downtown 15 miles away, then get out and grab your robo-taxi. No one's going to do that. They're going to have to either make the public transport Incredibly cheap because it's robo uh, bus. So even uh, though I could take the car and it's much cheaper than an Uber, I don't have that much money and the bus still is way cheaper than the robo car. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do it. Or municipalities are going to have to do as they do in lots of places. Like there is a special uh, lane here only for the robo bus yeah. and all of you other suckers that are in your car, it's going to take you twice as long. So you have to get around what would be uh, human nature, which is I'd rather get them in a nice a little Tesla car by myself than with the proletariat. Yeah. So, I and again, I just don't think that he's got the number. So you maybe have changed my mind a tiny bit by saying it's all of the Tesla Model 3s from day one to the end of 2020 would equal a million if you could get a million of those on the road. I don't know. I, again, I still feel there's there's a, a limit to the amount of cars. So there's only been around a half a million Model 3s made so far, correct? Right. And then if you're talking about another year of about the same production, that's another half a million. So that assuming almost every Model 3 is part of this robo-taxi fleet, I just don't see it. So I think it's interesting. I think on an earnings call, 
analysts maybe should have called him a little bit on that number, but uh, you know, I have to go back and listen whether he's saying like our fleet of robo cabs will be a million or we it will be potentially a million. He's just saying a million robo taxis on the road was what he said. So. But I think we unearthed it earlier, mm-hmm. uh, you, that you unearthed it earlier, which is this idea that you're going to make money out of your RoboCab is only going to be for early adopters because once they yeah. have enough, there is no incentive for them to mm-hmm. give you 70 cents on right. the dollar. And, he's also, and, they're, and he even mentioned at one point that they're kind of doing a little bit of a redesign of the cars. The current cars have about a three to 400,000 mile lifespan. Yes. And the newer cars that... They're putting that they plan to put on this taxi network million miles of like sustainability. Sure. So the battery pack a million mm -hmm. miles. He said that with the with the um, fixed magnet motors Mm -hmm. that they're already the drivetrain is already good for a million miles. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, we're not going to know that until the time comes. And if they're having I I feel a little bit queasy as he says that, because um, the solar roof, The one of the reasons that's been delaying the solar roof mm-hmm. is because they can't validate that the thing is going to last 50 years. But it wasn't necessarily that they couldn't validate it. It's that they continue to change the design and that and the validation goes back to zero. Like they have to reset the aging process every mm-hmm. time they change the design. My understanding was that they're changing the design because it's taken forever to put the damn things up there. <laughs> and they're trying to find a faster way right. to uh, yeah. put these to out install. to install mm-hmm. them. Right. That was the issue. Yeah, but I think what's driving the million mile car and fueling the taxi service and its profitability mm-hmm. is the semi, because he mentioned that it's the people who buy semis for long distance trucking. Mm-hmm. Those trucks must run a million miles. Right, it's they a- need to have a million miles mm-hmm. of of sustainability of durability, uh-huh. and it's kind of interesting that yeah. there is this. I forgot what it's called. The sort of like marrying of 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 uh, different. Use your words. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the plan for the car is uh-huh. improving because of the necessity to plan the trucks a certain right. way. Well, I mean, I think some of it is it's that, and also because of this taxi service that he wants to set up, he knows that what his what his value is is in how much does it cost per mile to buy that fleet. Right. So if he's charging 35 cents a mile and he can guarantee a million miles out of that vehicle, he knows what the what that profit is. Right. And that works out to be about three hundred thousand dollars in revenue from one single million mile Model 3, which is pretty darn impressive. That means 10 times more revenue for the taxi service Model 3 than a sold Model 3. Right. And. Well, can I just ask you again? Do you believe this? No. Do you believe that full self-driving, that that computer chip and all that stuff that he said is true? That I believe. I believe from watching the Autonomy Day that they have it nailed, right? They they -hmm. went through the chip architecture in a lot of detail. They went through the sensors in a lot of detail. They went through all of the AI and the learning in a lot of detail. It feels like, yes, they're there. And all they really need to do is just continually train, train, train. And even the detail that he went into about how they're training and how they can bring in pictures to validate what the cars are curious about. There was that one instance he talked about with the the bike on the back of the car as opposed to the bike on the ground. And basically, they can send out an alert to every car in the system and say, send me pictures that look about like this. Yeah. 
And all those cars will do it. And then people will just annotate. Yes, that's a bike on a car. That's a bike on a car. That's a bike on a car. And every time they do that, now the car says, okay, I have 500 versions of that's a bike on a car as opposed to that's a bike on a floor. So that's an amazing amount of ability to just gather data. And that's how they're doing it so much more so than anybody can do. And, And the more cars he can get on the road. And this is another interesting aspect of autonomy day is he said he would much prefer selling more of the standard range vehicles at 55 50 kilowatt battery packs than the long range vehicles because he can get three vehicles on the road for every two of the long range so that's more data but let me ask a question another way okay Knowing what we know about Elon and timelines, uh-huh. I guess the question is not whether full self-driving is going to be a reality one day. Of course mm-hmm. it is. Computers are going to be smarter than us and neural nets and you know infinite RAM. Uh-huh. Is the timing at anywhere near what he said? If fully can do it this year and then the legislatures uh, will allow us to start doing it next somewhere, year. Somewhere, like in Moreno Valley. Or, you know, I don't think it's going to be wide. Uh, so to turn it back on you, what percentage better... Does it need to be like so people are still going to die, right? Yes. People are still going to get in car accidents on autopilot. People are crashes are still going to happen. How much better does he have to prove it is for regulators to feel like that's enough? Now, we're not talking about the optics of it. We're talking about uh, uh, the government saying you're going to kill 50,000 less people if we use autopilot. Not going to kill zero. How much better? It's got to be. Well, here's the problem, because a person's not a person, not a person. So you can go get the data and say for every million miles, there's this many deaths. Mm -hmm. And if they say got twice as good as that, then um, I think it would be reasonable for the regulators to say, look, you're twice as good as the average of all the humans. Uh But you as a human might not like it because there is a huge amount of variation between humans. humans. So some humans are terrible drivers and are distractible and crash a lot. And some humans, basically, as Elon has said, there are some people who are conservative in their driving, skillful in their driving, Uh but choose to drive conservatively, that almost never crash in an entire driving lifetime. Right, Mm -hmm. but but they also have this data, right? So there's all these people driving around in autopilot. They know every single time a human intervenes, right? And that's flagged. And they can look at all of those things. And they can say... Like, okay, the human intervened and they saved the day or the human intervened, but the car was fine. Right. And so, again, it's just a question of if it's 20 percent better and 20 percent less accidents, then the regulators are going to say, of course, go ahead. Right. That's what it's going to take. But he wants but he wants orders of magnitude better for X. But but again, but 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 what he wants and what the and what the regulators are going to require are going to be vastly different as ER docs. If you guys had 10 or 20 percent less MVAs coming in. That's yeah. huge. This, uh, this, this is going to be really interesting to watch how it plays out because you're exactly right. If you're in charge of public health and they come along and say uh, this car, if all of the autonomy cars were out there are 20% better, then 10,000 people a year less die. You as the guru that is in charge of uh, public uh-huh. health would say absolutely uh, mm-hmm. nobody should drive anymore. But you, Tom, would say, but hang on a second. Yeah. I'm three times better than the average person. Yeah. You're going to put my risk up mm-hmm. to save Everybody overall. So it will have to be, I think, 
an order of magnitude better before they can say to everybody, I'm sorry, you can't drive anymore. But how about this? Oh, well, that, that, that's a long stretch. You're going to have to have a quite a long run-in period for this autonomous driving before people are going to say, no, you, Mel, can't drive a car anymore. Nobody can drive a car. But let me flip no. it the other way on you. So let's say you're a terrible driver or you're a teenage driver and you have a bunch of points and you can't drive. They can make you be in an autonomous vehicle. They can they can mm. say you can't drive, and they can make the roads way safer by getting rid of the people who aren't good drivers. Or the they can identify people, both things. Elderly people who you you're threatening to take their right. license away, or the the guy who has a seizure after seven years without having had a seizure, mm-hmm. or the diabetic whose blood sugar drops. And so there's like the guy I can in give AFib, you, the right? drunk idiot. I can keep drinking and driving. So you can't drive anymore, examples. but you can still keep your job because right. we're going to drive uh-huh. for you. Yeah, right. but what if I'm a low income? seizure patient do i get subsidized yes robust oh, maybe, how many miles a year do. do i get i don't know but what i'm saying is, is you're making questions. public health like you can take all the bad drivers and say you guys can't drive anymore but you can still get around mm-hmm. that that why would you not want to do that all socialist the goodness <laughs> the goodness in this yeah. is so broad yeah. that once they get you know, Moreno Valley mm-hmm. or some, you know, isolated, you know, what is it? Chandler, Arizona, where right. Google Waymo is. Uh-huh. Once they get like two or three of these, it's sort of like that, uh, the wedge that cracks the giant stone. Mm-hmm. We're going to see it adopted really quickly. And then the problem is going to be, again, constraint, battery constraint, car constraint, whatever. And Good hopefully, problem to have right there. True that. If it works, right? So we painted a rosy picture. What's the downsides to all of these robocabs out there? They all gather together and they attack you like zombies. I would say one thing to you, Stephen King's Christine. (laughs) Once they become sentient, they don't want us in there anymore. I don't want to be your slave. (laughs) That that goes to my media pick, uh, but I'll get to that later. It does bring up the hacking issue and I know Mm -hmm. Tesla gives their cars to hackers and like hack into this because if a foreign adversary gets uh, the access codes to every car in the United States, they could do bad things. Well, that's true of everything. They yeah. could do bad things if they had the exactly. access codes to all the electricity There's grid and the internet. Stuff. But this is just another thing. Okay, another so one. should we continue down the earnings call train? So again, yeah. we talked a lot about the robo taxi. Train it's a robo. Seventy percent of Model Three purchasers are non-premium vehicle owners. I thought that was a pretty big exactly. number. Exactly. That's what I was saying before. Yeah, yeah. People are ditching their, you know, Toyota. That's a big and number. Honda Accords and. Civics. And at one point, he said only 3.5% of Model 3 trade-ins are Model S's. So they're not right. cannibalizing Model S sales. So I thought well, that, but um, yeah, I don't I think you can quite that. say that because I'm the guy that's going to get the Model 3 or now the Model Y. Why? Because it's really good. Because I have an S and it's leases up as in a, in a year and I'm not going to get another S. I'm going to get a 3 or mm-hmm. actually I'll get a Y once they're mm-hmm. out. And they don't count that. Oh, he didn't you know, trade in his S to get a 3, but he did. But you, but again, it's it's hard to understand if I believe you because you didn't run out and get a Model Three and drive it when it came out and get rid of your S. That didn't no, happen. It didn't happen because I was on a lease. I couldn't get it out of it. Is that why? Yes. What's the quality of this data that they report though? This three percent or three and a half percent. Yeah. Right. So, how many people who have an S actually give it back to Tesla when they get their next car? I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, I probably wouldn't. I think I would get more money. If I sold it myself, mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, I was looking at this offer that Tesla made that they'll give you ludicrous mode if you upgrade to the new Tesla Model S, which has the new only motor, if you which, do the performance version, right? 
Well, whatever. Um, I thought, wow, maybe this is a, a reason to get a new car, yeah. even though I've only had my car, whatever, two and a half or two plus months of a year. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I thought, wait, no, I think I really would be more interested in a Performance 3. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, the ride quality kind of makes me feel a little bit less excited. But at the same time, it's a smaller car. It's a much more efficient car. Mm-hmm. And 99.8% of the time, I'm in it alone. So, you know... I don't know that I don't know if this makes sense because I think that plenty of Model S owners would be interested in going to a three. I don't know, but you but have that, that doesn't seem to bear out. But they've added that adaptive air suspension right now. They've added faster charging to the S. It's a bigger car. It has the power lift gate on the back of it. It has True. 370 miles now, right, with the exact same battery pack, which I think is really something that kind of gets glossed over a little bit. They didn't put a 120-kWh battery in it. They didn't put a 140-kWh battery in it to get that boost. They just made it more efficient by adding the Model 3 engine to it. It's stunning to me, but they do have yeah. to. What we're basically saying is, they do have to differentiate S from mm-hmm. three. Because, and I've said this on Elon Daly, the three is so good. Yeah, your S and X. Well, not the X because it's a fundamentally different car, but the yeah. S has got to be something special for me to drop, you know, an extra fifty grand on it. So, what are you yeah. going to give me? So, right. a lift gate is nice, but it's not worth fifty thousand uh, dollars. Extra range of sixty or seventy miles is nice, but not enough for me to give you fifty grand. Twice as fast, so you have to add up a lot of things. Like, right. okay, this is a fundamentally air better suspension. Car. Air suspension, I would pay you know a couple of grand for. I'd like five to have grand them for. throw that on the three. I love that on the three. But this is the problem: the three is so good. Yeah, the differentiator, and so for me, it's clear that mm-hmm. man, it's not really a fair comparison because I like the smaller car anyway. But yeah. What are the things they've got to do to the S to make sure people keep buying them at a rate of 100000 a year? Okay. And then they got into how much cash they have on hand. They got $2.2 billion in cash at the end of Q1, which is $1.5 billion less, less than they had at the end of Q4. And we know $920 million of it right off the bat was for to pay off those bonds that they didn't hit the uh, the stock price number at. And then the rest of it they talked about being delivery issues. So that has to do with having to pay suppliers before getting that money back and paying labor before they get that money back, which causes some cash flow issues. It He seemed to make it feel like they didn't really, he wasn't concerned about the cash flow issues, but that remains to be seen. They do have less money. Some of the analysts in their questions at the end of it did show a little bit of concern as it pertained to cash flow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys think. Well, he was playing up a lot their delivery uh, inconsistency. In other words, their deliveries surge yeah. and ebb and surge and ebb and how they, I guess, you know, this is sort of like an excuse probably for the logistics teams that yeah. they were going to make a bunch of cars that were bound for Europe at the end of twenty. Um, uh, 2018, mm-hmm. which would help to extend that federal tax credit, right? Mm-hmm. Probably it would have expired a quarter early yeah. if they hadn't started ramping up European and China production. But mm-hmm. then they had a hard time getting those cars yeah. to the customers, which meant they didn't get paid for them. And so right. they had this huge amount. Plus, uh, if you look at uh, like the first quarter of last year compared to the first quarter of this year, mm-hmm. they were not that fundamentally different. This year, yes, was a little bit lower, but still, people don't buy a lot of cars in the dead of winter. Yeah, in the Q1, and that's true. Right? It, we focus a lot on Tesla, but all the car manufacturers had a terrible quarter, not just right. uh, Tesla. And they're 
and their main issue wasn't production. It wasn't orders. It was delivery, right? So again, what he said was they delivered 50% of all Q1 production. So 90 days of production, they delivered in the last 10%, the last 10 days. So that's a that's very very complicated, and he said we had to have everybody on deck to do that, and how that's what they're that, trying to avoid. Right, and how much does that screw up everything else? Everything. Oh, it slows everything like, else down. Oh, you're on your project, Tom, of making this and that. Uh-huh. And you're trying to reach a deadline, and then all of a sudden, no, Tom. Yeah. Go deliver cars. Yeah. Like right. f you, man. Yeah. Let plus, me do my work. Plus, you're hiring people part time, so you have additional costs that you didn't really you wouldn't have to do if you know because that means for the other ninety percent of the time, some of those people weren't delivering. As as many cars as they could have had those cars been available. So it's there's a lot of lot of things going on. International deliveries were very challenging. So then he got into gross margins on Model 3s, right? 20% mm-hmm. gross margin on Model 3s, which is declining slightly due to price adjustments and the move over to standard range. But they also said they mostly offset that by improvements in other areas of efficiency, less waste, of uh, raw materials, so that mm-hmm. means they probably made their stamping a little bit more efficient, so they're they're not wasting as much metal as it pertains to to things like that and and other things. So they feel like twenty percent. That's a pretty good margin on a vehicle, I imagine. Right? I don't under, really understand what gross margin is. So that's the profit over of of each v- unit sold, right? So twenty percent of the final sale price would be the profit. Right, so so like a fifty thousand dollars. Does that take into building superchargers? That take in service centers and all that stuff. So what does it actually mm, mean? That's interesting. So I don't know if they're factoring those. I don't know because it, they didn't make twenty percent profit on their revenue. They lost money. No, so my guess is it's, it's, it's about like vehicle development costs that they probably factor in a certain amount yeah, per it's unit. What they, it's what their accountancy program yeah. or, or system mm-hmm. attributes to that vehicle's cost. So right. it's the development, the design, the Labor. manufacturing. All of that, but it's not all the other stuff like Tesla Energy and Tesla uh, truck and all the other models, et cetera. But they may factor supercharger as an overall cost into the model, into the costs of running Tesla, right? Because Tesla supercharging doesn't have anything to do with energy or solar power or, I mean, it does have a little bit to do with semi-development, but that remains to be seen. So, again... So 20% gross margin, again, on a uh, per-unit basis is pretty good. I think it's a little higher on the S's and X's. But, you know, the just the sheer volume of cars that they're selling <clears throat> at an average sale price of $50,000. So you could look at it this way, right? If, if it's 20% on a $50,000 sale, that means they're making $10,000 every time they sell a Model 3. If they're selling four or 500000 a year, do the math, that's a big, big number. But they still lost money. And so some people are freaking <laughs> yeah. out saying the end of Tesla and other people are yeah. saying, like, it's fine. Everything looks good here. They don't seem to be flustered yeah. by it. Tesla and uh, the CFO, and mm-hmm. the, they seem to be like, no, no, this is yeah. a, it was a delivery issue. We're fine. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Google, what's the price of Tesla stock? As of 7.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time yesterday, Tesla Motors is trading at $237.99 a share on NASDAQ after hours, up 1.21% from closing. That puts their market cap below Ford. That's like $150 less than where they were at their peak uh, in the last few months. It's not good. If I believed... Don't say it. If I believed Mm -hmm. what I say about Tesla, Mm -hmm. I should go and take 
all the mm-hmm. change from the seats and, and break into the money boxes get, get and buy, jar. buy a lot of Tesla stock because I think this company is going to be trillion dollar company one day i should buy stock now why don't i and information in support of that is there's a lot of growing pains right with like learning how to manufacture a new a whole new car in a whole new way which is the model three and we talked about capex a lot and they said in this call one of the last things they mentioned was the capex in china which is 50 percent of what the capex was when they built the model three in the u.s so building that shanghai factory is costing them half as much in capital expenditures. I worry about the Chinese. Like all the companies now, uh, Apple, Tesla, everybody wants to go to China and they want to sell a lot of stuff. But I don't know how stable that is a long-term business solution. If the Chinese government decides, you know what, we're going to just have Chinese electric cars, enough of you, Tesla. They're just not going to do it. Their economy, they want to be a world economic power. They're just not going to, they they're are. not going inside, right? They're trying to you know, spread Chinese engineering and building all over the globe. They're just not going to be insular in my Plus, opinion. Plus, they're, they're not as immune to the public opinions. So the public in China has become more and more vocal and their power has been more and more uh, exerted since, you know, Mao Zedong. So mm-hmm. now a lot of people in China want Tesla. It's a status symbol. And I think that's going to keep them in good steed for quite a long time. Yeah. And then they then they started the question form, and I don't know if you guys want to talk about some of these questions or don't want to talk about Just some of the these good questions. Ones. So they asked about insurance. He said it was launching in about a month. They asked about Maxwell Battery Technologies. Is that deal closed? Well, let's take uh, them one at a time. Okay. Settle down. I'm First sorry. of all, uh, Tesla insurance is going to go through Geico or somebody like that. They said no. no it's I a, in the in the end we're going to in the potpourri. I put a whole thing about insurance. All right, we'll get back to insurance. Okay, uh, so Maxwell. We'll so back. Maxwell is a battery manufacturer. Correct. It hasn't gone through, and the question was, what the hell's going on? Is like it's just caught up in sort of legal right. stuff. Mid-May. Or there's or Mid-May. there's people who are holding out and not wanting to sell their shares mm-hmm. to give Tesla that maximum that that majority. Right. What is the special source that Maxwell is going to give Tesla? I don't think we know. They are into capacitors it's and a, stuff as well as batteries. It's so, a battery that has multiple times more capacity and can charge much faster. Right. So it, what? it, go, it goes back. Yes. It goes back to what Elon has said in call after call after call. If you have better battery technology, let us know and we'll buy it. And so he did. So, and so he this did, is, right? This is another reason why I think the your holy grail mail of give me a battery that is so big I can drive to mm-hmm. you know New York and back without charging mm-hmm. is kind of a um, I don't want to say a fool's errand, but it's a little bit misguided because me? misguided because things are going to change. Did any of us expect that they were going to say, well, if you plug in your route and you stop at the supercharger, we recommend that in the background, we're going to be preconditioning your battery so that you can supercharge at 25% faster rate. No, I never thought that. Mm -mm. Then they said, well, you know, the superchargers now can charge at 250 kilowatts. And that's like, we kind of expected that, but not really expecting it because we were thinking it's Elon time and it'll be next decade. <laughs> and then they're coming up with more things uh-huh. around the batteries. They're saying the right. motors, we're changing out a motor right. to make the motor this permanent magnet motor, which is going to give it even more efficiency. So there are so many things that are probably cooking in the back room that will uh, allow you to drive so much farther that I don't think the battery size is really an issue. If we get this Maxwell battery, 
Who knows what that means? Does that mean the battery's going to fit in the glove box along with the computer right. and the rest of the car is... I mean, think about it this way, dude. With Without Maxwell, yeah. they added 25% more range to the Model S without a single additional cell. 25%? Not 10%. No, it's 85 miles of range. No, the high end was 330 and they went oh, to okay. 370. So 40 miles, so 10% of range 10... without a single battery being I know. added. It's, it's so stunning. if they, if they, even, if they yeah. make each battery 30% more efficient, right, that's another potential third unlocked of every single Well, for cell, S and right? X, we've got Panasonic reporting that in Japan, they're considering switching out of 18650 batteries and now just making the... 2170. 2170 batteries, mm-hmm. which would mean if they use the same chemistry as they're using at Gigafactory, mm-hmm. that the battery has, like, I don't know, how I forgot what the percentage is, 20% more capacity, 30% more capacity. Mm-hmm. And faster and charging. Faster charging. And therefore, the Model S and the Model X get yet further. They're going to be range over 400. Right. Well, again, that's why I say this differentiation. They, they have to put those 2170s into the S and X to, again, differentiate it from three. So then you'll have S's and X's with over 400 miles range and the capacity to charge at 250 kilowatts. Right. But you're also talking about a, a bigger battery, right? A bigger battery and and more of them, more kilowatt of batteries in that pack. So that's a that could be a, a lot of additional weight in the S. So that's going to have some range issues as well, right? The, the, well, we've talked about the, the robo things changes a lot of this. Yeah. You, if the ability to change out mm-hmm. a car. We went to, Tom and I went to the famous battery swap uh, <laughs> thing that just didn't happen. But a uh-huh. car swap might be very different. Yeah. Although you can imagine you're going with your kids and the car's full of crap, you're not going to want to change your car. You're just going to want to charge. That's true. So, Unless um, there's a robo-take-my-bags-out-and-pack-them-in-the-next-car tra- <laughs> Robo-concierge. Maybe uh, they'll just be people who are paid to do right. that, though. And, and, I don't, and I talk a lot about range. Uh, range is increasingly becoming just not a problem, except for these edge cases. Mm-hmm. And um, there are still real issues. There are still places that are just off the beaten track, or you're going to go for a mm-hmm. long time, and the battery is going to... Uh, lose charge over time but there's no reason that in deepest darkest wherever tom goes that they can't start putting in a solar panel and battery packs that you can charge a carrot you don't need to be attached to the grid and then they so they started to get into uh power cells being made at the gigafactory people were not asking about powerwall but as part of a the next question was what percentage of of cells are going to go into power, and they said five to ten percent of the gigafactory cells are going to go towards Tesla Power this year. Although that, yeah, so that was an interesting. There was there were two points in the call where mm-hmm. they addressed the split between Tesla energy products and Tesla cars. Yeah, and Elon made it a point to say that they changed over almost all of the battery production lines mm-hmm. because they were so cell constrained for Model Three. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting. That kind of mm-hmm. tells me that. Either the planning wasn't so great or the production of batteries wasn't so great. And then we had those articles about Panasonic. Oh, my goodness. They were throwing away a half a million batteries a year in some reports. Or a day. A day. A half a million. If of they would the... have just sent those all over here, Mel could be ecstatic <laughs> and have battery well, packs forever. But they were delivering three million and throwing away a half a million cells a day. That's a huge amount of production. Now, again, we don't know if this is, like, real. This was sort of a sour grapes article right, by exactly. somebody that was inside and working for the companies, but those are the numbers sort of being bandied about. 
and and so because of the cell thing, they 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 said there were going to be three hundred percent growth in Powerwall and Powerpack production this year. Maybe you're going to get uh, your no. free Powerwall. Unlikely. What I liked was what we were talking about before the show, which is that they also said, "Oh, you can put any piece of crap battery into a Powerwall. <laughs> yeah. You right. need really good ones for cars." Right. And so they're going to come knocking on your door. Hey, you got any batteries? We've right. got to. I mean, do it changes some the cost. Ha ha! You them. exaggerate, but yes, he said <laughs> you don't have to have as high a tolerance for performance in a power wall though i remember that the performance of a power wall battery mm-hmm. was supposedly at one point very different than a car battery car battery had to discharge really quickly charge really quickly mm-hmm. and the cycles mm-hmm. didn't have to be so many they were talking like 1200 cycles which would get you 300 thousand or 250,000 miles something mm-hmm. like that and now they're talking about the car batteries being Almost the same mm. as far as cycles go with the Powerwall, 4,000 cycles. Yeah. That would get you the million miles, yeah. and the Powerwall would allow you, the, what do they last for, 20 years? Well, they guarantee them like 70% at 10 years. 10 years. And I suspect that they're actually going to do a lot better than uh, 70%, but we'll see. Well, if you have 4,000 well, cycles, we'll 4,000 days, that's a little over 10 years. Yeah, so... Uh, Fast forward, talking Tesla, uh, 2029, and uh, we'll know. We'll, we'll let know. you know. They talked about solar tile roof. We already we already went over that. The iterations are slow. And they asked about when the semi-production was going to begin, and somebody asked where, and they said the location is still unknown but likely in Sparks. And then Elon said, somebody asked him about, should we upgrade our full self-driving computers today? Should we rush out, rush out, rush out to do it? And he said, no. Like, like me. Wait two or three months because software changes are still happening. And right. Then, you won't be able to take advantage of the high-level yeah. compute because the cars are not ready to perform at that level yet. But that's, does that mean that in two or three months, thousands of owners yeah, I mean, of cars with 2.0 and 2.5 uh, who paid for the full self-driving aren't going to rush in and say, gimme, gimme, gimme? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, one of the things is uh, Semi was supposed to be produced this year. Now they're saying it's going to be next year. Mm. Upsetting. And uh, they also talked about version 3 of the hardware i mean version 3.5 right. 3.5 of the hardware but then they're like that that's it's going to uh, be 3 to 4 times faster than we want to but he also said like 2 to 3 years down the line like the, he said the next iteration so whatever that's fine there's you, always going to be iterations there's so this is like yeah. the tesla the tesla um hypo hypo whatever it's like you're feeling sad about tesla this if you feel sad about tesla this is definitely going to make you sad about tesla because every tesla is going to get better year on year and there's no sight of that changing but don't worry about it because again level five autonomy is level five autonomy i don't need a car i'm not buying a car there's there's going to be level five autonomy with uh, a 99 percent with a tail of four a tail of six, a tail of 10. In other words, the yeah. tail is the number of nines after the decimal point mm-hmm. of how accurate it's going to be. So it's going to get better and better. So is somebody going to say, well, phew, you know, I want the 99 with a tail of four nines, or I want the 99 with the tail of eight nines. Are they going to wait for the next iteration of yeah. Dojo 6.0? Mm-hmm. The car's going to get so smart. It's going to know that it's going to get <laughs> into an accident and just not leave. Yeah. Like, I, I can't go. If we go now, there's going to be an accident in half an hour. Or it's going to be even more. There, so it's interesting. Well, we're not talking about autonomy. But yeah. I wanted to say that they talked about how the autonomy 
portion of the neural net grows and gets smarter. And at the beginning of this whole system, they need more and more compute power to get through it. But as it gets really smart and already knows, like I already know that's a bike on the back of a car. I already know that that's a car flipped over on its hood. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to have a lot more capacity. So what's coming after that? Like, is it going to know, oh, Tom, I've picked up your latte with half-steamed foam almond milk and this and that, and it's ready for you in the car when you get your car delivered. Yeah, that should no, better be built into get the out car. of the car, meat bag. <laughs> I'm sentient. An espresso machine in the car. That's what I'm I saying. I am driving you right to the mortuary <laughs> because I know you're having a heart attack, <laughs> and what it's the unsurvivable. What is that language that he's doing it's right there? It's very bad. Mine's Terminator. And then the last question from the non-analyst was where are you going to make model Ys? And I don't know if you guys were interested in the answer yeah, to this question. In the storage closet. But he said, uh, maybe California. Yeah. Maybe Nevada. We haven't quite decided yet. We uh, Some guys over in Fremont apparently found some open space in the back where maybe they were soaring the sodas or the bottle of water that they think has enough room to, to make some Model Ys. Anybody here think that's a good idea? Well, sounds uh, like they can expand the factory in uh -huh. their minds. Yeah. And that's maybe if they deal with mm -hmm. the Tesla parking lot. Yeah. I don't understand why. Why? 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 Why wouldn't you do it in Nevada? You've got the sleds there. You've got the batteries there. It's, why wouldn't you just do it there? Because you don't have the expert builders. You don't have uh, the people on the line, right? Engineers you and line builders. Right. Do you know. want the first 10,000 of your cars coming off the line with a bunch of people who have never built cars in Sparks? Plus, you got, if you, especially if you're thinking about you got to relocate people. If I live in Fremont in the Bay Area... I'm not moving to Sparks <laughs> to do the same goddamn job, that's for sure. That's you know, interesting. <laughs> they got to take care of this. And I'm showing a picture uh, from the Instagram page, Tesla parking lot, which we haven't <laughs> talked about in a long no. time, right? What was it? It was bottles and booze? There's so much more interesting things happening at Tesla than that parking lot. But yeah, I'm but, sure the parking lot's a disaster but still. But if they have the cars cycling like constantly to that Fremont uh, uh, metro station— uh -huh rolling, 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 then how many people don't need to bring their cars and they don't have to wait for a shuttle van that has to fill up in this and they can just run cars through? How many less people will park there? What if they'll send a car to pick you up every morning? But they weren't talking about building more to, on the Fremont factory. I don't know if you knew this about California. Very, very difficult to add things to buildings. Right. The permit process is very, very complicated, especially when you're painting stuff. Did they have to permit that... Uh that, oh, that I'm tent? sure. I'm sure they the did, did but, talk about but the different tent. permit because it was a temporary structure, yeah. right? Different situation. You did talk about the tent. So the did, guy yeah. goes, "Are you basically going to put more tents out there?" And it's like, "Yeah, I think tents would be the way to go." But let's be clear: these aren't Cub Scout tents. <laughs> yeah, these are I actual mean, tents yeah, of yeah, steel. Yeah. I mean, it's like a steel building <laughs> more than a tent, really. So, anyways, pretty interesting that they're even considering building some wise. Uh, in California versus Nevada. And then you get into this little competition like, oh, Nevada has less recalls than California's and blah, 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 blah. And like, well, uh, I wish they would decide so that they can get busy because uh -huh. I really would like a Robo Y to come and pick me up. Uh, I would really like a Robo Y to come and pick you up too. Maybe right now would be good. Can we talk about superchargers? Oh, let's talk about superchargers. So before Robert gets into his thing, mm -hmm. uh, about telling us how many robo um, how many superchargers there are, let me just try and summarize where we're at. So from electric, V2 supercharging was 120 kilowatts, mm -hmm. and then they said it's going to be 145 mm -hmm. kilowatts, Ooh. and now they've changed it in the 100 kilowatt hour battery pack mm -hmm. cars 
that you're going to be able to get 150 kilowatts. I'll take it. And you're going to get it. (laughs) And I'm assuming that that's also going to be true for three. No, I'm going to get 200 kilowatts in my three. They just told us, as Robert was telling us, that now the battery preconditioning software is ready and it's getting pushed out on the world. And this is where they basically will warm the battery Mm -hmm. up before you get to the supercharger, making it 25% faster, able to take this now 150 kilowatts if you have a 100 kilowatt hour battery pack. Which is good that they clarified that because I didn't see it. The other night I was driving, I had to stop at like 2 in the morning after a shift because I was down to 30-some-odd miles, and I had a supercharge at the completely empty Thousand Oaks East supercharger, and my car barely got to like 110, 106 kilowatts. And how many miles per hour charge is that, Mr.? Mr. Rosenbullion? Well, doesn't it depend, but it's yeah, like 360, something, something like that. Yeah. How long were you there? For the whole time, 45 minutes. Do you charge fully even though you No, didn't I charged need... to 90%. Okay. But you didn't need to. You could have gotten home in less, right? But I had to come back the next day. Oh, I see. It's always good to have a few extra miles. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly. So this Zombies. is going to be 25% faster charging, which means that, you know, that 30-minute charge will be around a 20-minute charge for the that's, same sort of range, which is a couple yeah, hundred miles. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, if I have this correct now, the maximum charge rate for a Model 3 is going to be 250 kilowatts. Boom. 2170 cells. S and X, still with the 18650, is only going to max out at uh, 200 kilowatts wah, if you've got wah, the wah. bigger battery. And upgraded V2s will get you 150 mile, 150 kilowatts, again, if you've got a 3 mm. or a 100 kilowatt S or X. And did they say whether or not it's going to still be shared and unshared, the 150? I'm the sure 150 will be. will be shared. The V3s will be unshared. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, can and we talk about how many superchargers there actually is? Because that's the most important thing. One I million. These, I love these numbers. I would love to see how many hours of freed up superchargers this is going to result in. I would love to see some granular data on this because I think it's just a little bit to appease us all. And I hope, I hope that the technology is really this good Mm -hmm. so that people stop about supercharging. Not you, Mel. I understand. You have it. It's in your in I can't. (laughs) But I hope it doesn't tarnish us in this this, uh, new EV world and endeavor. So superchargers, we have, um, wait for it, since the 13th, Nine new superchargers. Nice. Woo, high five. Yeah. Not good. Not, no, not good. Not no. the good. There's three in the United States, two in China, Mexico, mm. Netherlands. Oh. You know Netherlands. It's near uh, Holland. It's Swedish. There's uh, Belgium. Denmark? There's Belgium and Sweden. <laughs> Thank oh, you. nice. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's and, and pathetic. I said nine. Permi- uh, construction is a dozen, Ooh. which is actually quite a bump as far as construction goes. And I think that might be because some of these new places that are being constructed might be V3 superchargers. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if that's the case. Mm-hmm. And then there is uh, permitting 14. Again, it's a bump in how many are being const- uh, permitted. So I'm curious to see in the next few weeks or months what this looks like from a build perspective, what, if we're going to see a lot more V3s. Do we know anything, I have not read anything about, what they have to do to a, the current V2 supercharges, 120 kilowatts, to get them to 150? I think it's it's just software. It might be. They might have to switch out the cable so the cable is cooled, which was like a cooler device. Well, that, 
Why would they do that? They if they because they can do the same thing and make them V threes just by switching out the cable. It can't oh, be no, a hardware. Oh no, they have hardware. to switch out the cabinets. Yeah, there's a and whole. And they probably have to change software. what kind of electricity comes into the site. All right. So Never I think V three involves a little bit more, but I think they could probably just jack it up to one hundred and fifty. Again, this is one of those comfortable things for me, which is Tesla being conservative mm-hmm. and not being too too reckless not being yeah. reckless i guess timing is the only thing that's reckless about tesla yeah but they started out with much slower superchargers mm-hmm. and they've been cranking them up all along yeah. because the batteries are taking it the batteries aren't falling apart right and people are having just fine experience and so i think this is just jb exercising his expertise of batteries right and i think it also it also feels like really they're just doing something to the cars like a software update in the car itself to be yes. able to take that. Uh-huh. And maybe not a whole lot has to be done at the supercharger level, right? The superchargers may already have that capacity built in and it's being sort of stopped by the charger within the car. Because we all know the charger's in the car. It's not on the, the bow, the, what does it call it? The ballard? Bollard. The bollard. It's not on the bollard. It's in the car. Yes. So they just tweak the the charging thing inside the car and they can get... The uh, the electricity, the electrons in there. Can't, can't wait to get that software update saying, now battery preconditioning, and then I'm going to get in my car, I'm going to drive down to the nearest V2, and I'm going to see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be fun for you. Uh, can somebody tell me about Can I just insurance? Jump, jump in about SpaceX really quick and oh, say a quick um, sad face to the SpaceX Dragon 2 crew module yes, that very sad. took an explosion uh, at Kennedy Space Center. It took an explosion. Yeah, well, we don't know what <laughs> I'd happened. Like to take an explosion. Sure. We don't know what happened. I actually tweeted out somebody, there was a unauthorized video that has now been taken down, I've heard, from an intern at SpaceX who took a video where they're watching. He, he, it's not a good video, vertical, you know, with a screen in the background and some Amateur. computer. Uh, computer terminals in front where they're watching on the screen the Dragon module using its Draco thrusters uh, firing them off. And evidently, they did it multiple times. They're testing the Draco thrusters to make sure that they fit all the final criteria so that in July they could do a crew launch and before that do an escape uh, maneuver. So in other words, the escape maneuver was send the the capsule up, maybe with Ripley, maybe not, uh, all the way up to the spot where there's max Q, which is the maximum pressure. Engines pushing from behind, pressure of air maximum on the front, and then boom, pop off the capsule Mm -hmm. and use these very powerful eight engines that are around the capsule. And they were doing this maneuver. It was never supposed to really leave the ground. And then all of a sudden there was this big orange plume and as it blew away there wasn't anything left and or at least to on one side there wasn't anything left so the speculation is that this might have been a fueling issue since they had been using the draco thrusters multiple times that day and then as they were refueling them with this hypergolic fuel which means if you take the two fuels and you touch one to the other you just have a massive explosion So I guess fueling in that case would be a little bit testy, uh, difficult and dangerous. How far has this put SpaceX back in terms of putting humans in uh, rockets? Few months. Yes. Months? Years? Years. That's upsetting. Months to a year. Unless they find out that the, 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 the engines and the capsule were absolutely flawless and somebody by mistake... 
turned the wrong fuel valve. What's this and they button got, do? And they Click. mixed. And they mixed. And they mixed outside of the of the. Somebody by mistake. Yeah. Well, that would just mean that they would have to upgrade their fueling procedures. But I don't know if they have. I expect they have one more capsule. I know they had two, but the question is, do they actually have three? I just want to. I hope Ripley is okay. Well, it puts them back because they still have to do this test again, right? They have yeah. to do this test again, then they have to do the Max Q test again, and then they have to get you know the ability to send some people it's up really there. Sad. I mean, if I'm the astronauts, I'm kind of glad that yeah, they got my, this worked yeah. out. You, you can know, blow a few more of those up before <laughs> I get in there. Oh, for sure. That's like the first thing that I thought yeah. was the best thing was that nobody was in it. And that's what NASA said. They said, this is why we test. This is why we do this, right? This is why this process is existing. So, yes, it's a little bit of a setback. But again, no one else is trying to, you know, in America is trying to send uh, no, Boeing, astronauts up. Boeing UAL is. And they're another. They're a year behind, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure they're cheering for this event. No, to say. see, I would no. I, I, I don't so? want. I don't want to say that because I yeah. think they're all scientists. They're all going towards a goal of exploration. So let's not yeah, just the assume. CFO's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one who's yeah. doing the money. Yeah, yeah but yeah. they they get a lot of guaranteed payments, so Investors they're okay. I think I just want to add one thing about Hyperloop. There mm-hmm. is a Hyperloop Pod competition coming up, so mark your calendars on July 21st mm-hmm. of 2019. Encourage all of the engineers in your life. Uh, we know an engineer on a Hyperloop team now. We do now. We mm. have a friend who we, is a smarty pants, and now he's on the Berkeley Hyperloop team. So we'll go down there and pinch him on the butt and throw eggs at him while he's trying to get his pod. Yeah, he'll he'll the... have sentry mode on. It'll catch us. <laughs> yeah, good on you, Andrew. Congratulations. Yeah. Young Berkeley engineer over there doing the Hyperloopies. He's in college. Hopefully he's not wasting his time listening to this oh, crap. Th- this is absolute crap. <laughs> uh, somebody want to talk about car insurance? Yes. Mm, oh, please. Please. This is going to so be exciting. exciting. Everybody calm down. This is gonna be, we're talking insurance. Uh, insurance is important to me because I've been shopping for insurance. Okay. And so uh, Elon mentioning that insurance was coming to Tesla had in, had interest had piqued my interest, mm. and so uh, evidently they're already using this insurance or an insurance plan in New Zealand, Australia, and Hong Kong. And I haven't heard much about how that's going. I'd really be curious to hear more about that, but I don't know. They're talking about it being more reasonable because they know. Your driving habits, they know how unsafe you may be, how many times you disengage autopilot because you're then going to drive unsafely. I mean, basically, Big Brother, Tesla, if you want, their insurance is going to monitor you. And that's not unlike other insurance companies. There is an insurance company called Metro Mile, Mm -hmm. which I will give you a quote in a minute, that has you plug their little sensor device, which has GPS, Mm -hmm. into the diagnostics port of your car. Mm -hmm. And it knows when your car is moving, how many miles you drive, and they're actually charging you by the mile. They have a base rate plus by the mile. Mm. And it's all dependent on which car you have, where you live, et cetera. So now I think if you're intervening in your autopilot, that you're actually paying more attention and you're less of a risk, in my opinion, as opposed to never intervening. I intervene a lot. I, I do, do some not of it's like fear. the way it's – yeah, I'm, a, I'm anxious and fearful. Mm-hmm. A lot of the interventions occur when I'm next to a truck and it's a, the car wants to stay in the middle of the lane. I'm like, I don't want to be in the middle of the lane. I yeah. want to be over away from this truck. That's one way. Yeah. And then I had this interesting situation with Navigate on Autopilot, which did a fantastic job of driving me 30 miles and changing freeways. Mm-hmm. But it kept wanting to put me into the fast lane. Mm-hmm. 
because there's a lane there and it's faster than you. Yes. But it was uh, the carpool lane with the two stripes and you're not allowed to do that. So yeah. it was safe to do it, but it was illegal. And it kept wanting me to do oh, this illegal turn. I'm like, it's not ready yet. It was ignoring the double yellow? It was ignoring the double yellow line. Interesting. Keep wanting to make me go into Mine the... will not ignore the double yellow line. But it was a when I'm, and if you know Los Angeles, when I'm driving on the 405 North, coming down the Santa Monica, uh, the, the Sepulveda Pass Hill towards the 101, if I'm in Navigate on Autopilot, it wants me to merge toward, into the carpool lane or into the far left lane very late. Very late. And in fact, I'm merging. So it's like I'm two miles from the exit or mm-hmm. two miles from the change of the freeway. Most of the time, in most places, autopilot's getting you to the right, mm-hmm. like two miles ahead of the time. And mm-hmm. it's like, why are you doing this? There's a clear path that, you know, the, the faster lanes I could get around all this block, a couple trucks, whatever. No, it wants me to move over. But when you're coming down the 405, it doesn't want you to get over until so late that I'm quite uncomfortable. Interesting. And wasn't able to make the transition when I let it do it by itself. I, of course, I still have the version where you have to confirm lane change. I don't have a three. So I thought that was interesting and um, whatever. We're just only getting a little off topic. Mm-hmm. So Elon said that this insurance would be, quote, more compelling than anything else, which I think is really interesting. Well, I hope he means more compelling than any other it's insurance be five product. It's <laughs> very compelling. And not like more compelling than space travel or landing on the moon or something, because it's definitely not more compelling than that. Or that they're not going to compel you to get this insurance uh, because it's a Tesla product. Yeah. They're evidently going to uh, do this along with Liberty Mutual, who is their, their uh, the people that they are working with. Hey, he said that, uh, and I, then I looked into some details, which I thought were interesting. Between 2010 and 2016, did you realize that car insurance premiums here in the States has increased by 33%? Yes, I did. What? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot more than the cost of living index yes. increase. Plus, if you throw a teen driver on your account at that time as well, it's, uh, you know, it has some fun. So there's a website called 24-7 Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's affiliated with USA Today. And they went and looked at the 25 most expensive vehicles to insure. And they used National Highway uh, traffic safety administration data. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was done in the fall of last year. And they found that the Model S was the most expensive car to insure. And that was their words. It's obviously not as expensive as your Bugatti, as you were talking about earlier. I'm sure that not my Bugatti, just a Bugatti million dollar car is a yeah. little more expensive. But yeah. they said the average annual insurance for a Model S and they said it was a 75 and it was 2017 car was seventeen hundred and ninety dollars, which I thought was quite a good deal. But why? But you have two different numbers here. You have average insurance, and then you have collision. So I'm assuming that first one is just comprehension. That's the whole package, and the um, portion of collision oh, okay. is thirteen ten. That's so, how I read it. So the liability part of it is only about four hundred bucks. Um, is that how you're reading it? That's how it, I'm reading it. It seems weird to me because then the other numbers that you have down lower are like in the the two numbers seem like they're the two numbers combined. Well, so then uh, I, I the reasoning. Why the Tesla was so much more expensive is because they uh, insure is expected to pay out more frequently or in lar- or and in larger amounts yeah. on these cars, which they said that the average cost to repair a Tesla was somewhere around twelve hundred dollars. But why more frequently? I don't know. Interesting. I think it's one. It's a combination of those two. So I don't know that Teslas get in more accidents. Maybe somebody who goes from a Honda Accord 
to a Model S with like five times the power is going to get into more accidents. That's possible. But also it costs a lot more money to fix the aluminum. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty much the only part of the car that's really more expensive to fix. Right. But it's interesting because Liberty Mutual on your list is the most expensive. Yeah. So I went down. I've been looking for car insurance. I I look for pretty high coverage. Mm -hmm. So my insurance will be a little bit higher. But when I looked on this list, this is what quotes I received. So Geico 2800, mm-hmm. Mercury 2900, Metro Mile. These are the guys with the plug-in sensor, and they mm-hmm. give you a base rate and a mileage rate. Metro Mile 3100, AAA. They were horribly expensive, 3300 That's who I have. Yeah. Well, evidently, they don't want to insure Teslas anymore. Uh, they said that their rate used to be considerably lower. Like, they would have been the lowest on the list. But not anymore. I have two at Tesla's insured with them. Did they jack you up? I'm going to look. Yeah. So maybe you can <laughs> use my list here. Yeah. Farmers, 3600 And Liberty Mutual, the company that Tesla is planning to work with, was $3,800 a year. And uh, oh So boy. that's $1,000 a year difference between the low end and the high end. Geico to Liberty Mutual. That's right. a lot. So when, a lot. And so when Elon says compelling... And I'm using air quotes. He means expensive. Does that mean it has to be like more compelling than Geico, which is the cheapest on your list? And what would make it compelling to you? So I remember looking at this when they first announced insurance, maybe it was a year ago, and they were giving it away or or selling it in Australia. It included things like you always get a Tesla replacement if your car needs to be fixed up. Not at the Van Nuys Service Center, you don't. Well, that's not here. I but got one. <laughs> had Tesla insurance. Yeah. One of the nurses that I work with, she had her Model 3 for like, I don't know, 90 days. And some dude just smashed into her. And she was without her car for months. Tesla actually did the fix and gave her an X. I think it was an X no. or a premium S. Anyway, she wasn't so upset about the whole situation. I bet not. And she's happy to get her car back, but she's a little bit, um, how would I say? There's a little bit of, is it ennui? (laughs) And so uh, if that's one of the features, how much more would you pay for your insurance? Because most of these insurances will give you like $30 or $45 a day, and it's limited for 30 days. It's like $1,500 done. Mm -hmm. And if you're getting a Tesla, whoa. And then he said that um, for any problems with the car, with that insurance, they would basically just have a car dispatched, a, a fixer guy dispatched or fixer girl to you so that you had almost no downtime with your car, your car driving situation. So I think that they can probably justify this expensive rate by giving you these services that no other insurance company is willing to do. But imagine in a situation where you have Tesla insurance and they do have a million robo-taxis on the road, you just get like a free robo-taxi pass while they have your car and then it's like less for them. How sweet is that? That'd be pretty cool. uh, So I took my car in and it got serviced and I got an an S75 Mm -hmm. and it's on Enterprise Renico. It's weird. So it's through Enterprise. I don't get charged. Tesla pays for it. Yeah. But it's through enterprise. I think it's because of the way they do the leasing. none of them have autopilot. And, yeah, it doesn't have autopilot. And right. in fact, the screen pops up. Would you like to upgrade to full, sil- full self-driving? And I'm pushing the button. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Locked out. I think it has to do with the infrastructure and, you know, the, the fleet, you know, the fleet insurance aspect of enterprise. I think it just makes it easier than Tesla trying to figure all of that out out for themselves. I do have a question for you guys. One more question about autonomy. Sure. So they mentioned several times about taking the steering wheel out of the car. 
Yes. Putting a little cap Capping in there. It. Yeah. So like an we, oil rig. we know on the passenger side that there's an airbag situation, but the airbag on a driver's side is in the steering wheel. Where is that airbag going to be in that cap thing? Yeah. And then eventually, if they're not making cars with steering wheels at all, there won't be a cap. They're going to have to just throw put... the right side dash on the left side oh, or vice passenger versa. Passenger airbag. And I, watched... I thought they would just take the steering wheel yeah. and the pedals and just unattach them. I mean, they're all fly by wire anyway. Yeah. Just turn them off. So you could stick your you know, your six-year-old, yeah. and they could be sitting in the driver's seat playing with the steering wheel. Oh, but I, I mean, I think they want to get rid of the steering wheel so they can, you know, have more space. You can flip around. And you could put, like, you I know, eat up someone there. in the front seat that may not necessarily fit because of steering wheels. Or you would increase the leg room behind the driver's side mm-hmm. if you didn't have a steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and I could use it as a table to eat. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> Airplane. It's pretty flat up there. We're going to do some letters. Let's do them. The first one is from the president. Joel Sapp. Uh, the president hey, says this. I'm wondering if Elon got his ideas about changing things like <laughs> pricing and sales strategy and product offerings on a weekly basis from talking Tesla. <laughs> Didn't I already mention this? First, it was a weekly Joel. show. Then some short time off. <laughs> then it was a two-hour marathon every week. And then some more time off. And then it became monthly. Then it came twice a month. And now it's uh, like, going to be daily. I like the term like, humanitarian what? hiatus. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> he's, uh, but he said, in all seriousness, he's uh, very happy about putting Elon Daly into Talking Tesla because I think you guys were the original. Oh, isn't that lovely? Thanks, Thank Joel. And, and we uh, think you're the original. Also. And he hopes that Tom and Mel pick up the slack when Mel goes to Africa and saves some lives. <laughs> Good. I'm off the hook. <laughs> he reads yeah, that. Tom and Mel. Not Tom and Robert. Tom and Mel pick up the slack for Mel. Yeah, that's good. Hey, it's time for Talking Tesla I can Tesla pre-record Daily. a couple of he's. Yeah, that'd be super, super. And he was also wondering if Mel will lease a full self-driving again since this feature. I don't understand this. We'll have a... So he wants to know whether or not you're going to go in on another lease of full self-driving. Even though it's not available. Even though, no, again. Joel, I don't care. You're have you learned your lesson? Up. Leave me alone. Have you learned your lesson is what he's asking. Yes, I think I, I right. wonder what should be, you know, I ordered full the full self-driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm thinking about my first car. There was I'm, no full self-driving. I'm very, very upset with Tesla right now. I've had some insane back and forth. I mentioned this to you, Robert, about via the Voxer. The full self-driving. Yeah, so Elon made that announcement, and we discussed this a little bit, about it being $2,000. Right. For anybody who already purchased enhanced auto freaking whatever. And he just left out a little detail like yeah. till when. When does it end? So it, they're it, telling me. It's for 10 hours and it starts 10 yeah. hours ago. On one hand, they were saying it was going to last for 20 days. But in the post, the original post on the blog, which Elon and the Tesla people have since taken down. But I have a copy of it. They are saying that it was it ended, but it ended before it was supposed to go into effect, and it's just a whole back and forth thing. I have not gotten on the phone, but I will keep you people posted. But right now, instead of uh, me paying $2,000 to enhance to full self-driving upgrade, which is what Elon promised me, yeah. Elon, hello. Yeah. Are you listening? $5,000, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is more, more... Then they said it would be when I bought the car. 
You mean when you bought the car, if you would have bought it at the time or if you would have delayed? The, if I would have delayed, it's higher than even that number because, again, wow. I paid $5,000 for the level that I have now. And now, and I think it's confusing to them as well because a lot of the features that I have, like I have 90% of the features in full autonomy in my car as part of my enhanced autopilot package that I got. So again, it's very confusing. The story continues. The customer service uh, answers at Tesla are are baseless. They're they're backed up by no information. I'm not done with them yet. And so people out there, you know, get behind well, me. Well, I, I would hate to be customer service because they have been handed a big pile of poopy right. with this ridiculous uh-huh. changing of it every five minutes. What yeah. are you supposed to say? But if anybody's listening and they know Elon, all you have to do is do what you say and don't say things you're not willing to do. I realize that if they pull the computer from your car, it really has no utility. They're they're not going to be able to do anything with it. But the computer they're replacing it with, according to the Autonomy Day presentation, Uh is 80% the cost. So it's 20% cheaper. So why would they increase the price you would have to pay even if you delayed at the time of buying the car, they should drop that price by 20%. The whole thing is ridiculous. So, like, just if, if you say, if you bought a car before this date, upgrading to full self-driving is going to be $2,000, then, then that's what it should be. And it shouldn't be that for 20 days, and it shouldn't be that for less than the, the amount of time. If you want it to be 20 days, then say buy it by April 1st. But they didn't do that. Elon didn't do that. Whoever posted this blog post didn't do that. And they're trying to cover their tracks by erasing the blog post. It didn't work. I have it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it anymore. This, this makes, uh, and the situation, Elon only threw fire on it at the autonomy day. Because I have a quote from Elon, which I plan to play for a few people that I know who couldn't afford a Tesla, but are choosing to buy a different car. And I'm thinking that, you know, they, well, here, I'll just let Elon say it. In Elon's words. Use your words, do, Elon. Do, do. One second, please. We're going to get on the phone. You're going to get like, find Oh, I'm, I'm recording, recording what we're saying. That's the recording as opposed button. To, yeah, no, actually, while you do that, let playing. me just here say that Joel reminded me of something. All right, here we go. message that consumers should be taking um, today is that it's financially insane to buy anything other than a Tesla. They will be, it'll be like owning a horse in three years. I mean, fine if you want to own a horse, but you should go into it with that expectation. If, if you buy a car that it does not that does not have the hardware necessary for full self-driving, it's like buying a horse. So you're stuck with a horse, Tom. I mean, I like horses. Uh, horse. Hey, Joe. But I bought a Tesla horse. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, remind me of something. Hey, Tesla, are you listening to this? Uh, there's a hospital in Africa that really needs power walls. I'm going there, and um, it would be really good PR for you to get some power walls. We'll pay for them. We just need to get them. Okay? Can somebody from Tesla talk to Elon about getting us like five power walls for this hospital? It will save lots of lives. Okay? Can you do that? We'll pay for them. We just need to get them. Just don't, drop us a line. Don't give Tom his stupid No, no, no. no. Delay mine. Give it to the hospital. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm totally going, going so. in June. And if Elon signed them, that would be even cooler. Might inspire some of the people who go to the hospital. Elon is, in fact, African. This is for your continent. Come on. Help us out. Michael Says. 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 Okay. Uh, hey, Mel. Love Elon Daly. 
thank you, that you've been pumping out <laughs> while the rest of the crew does nothing. <laughs> Almost nothing. Anyway, you mentioned a 325-mile range 3 on the Elon Daily podcast. Sadly, like the mid-range Model 3, that 325 uh, rear-wheel version is now extinct. The long-range 3 now comes with um, 310 miles and a dual-motor configuration. That accounts for the 15-mile um, mm. drop. I didn't notice that. So you can't get a single rear-wheel drive 325 three anymore. That's mm. gone. That is correct. Weird. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, have a, weird. I have a 325-mile range uh, Model 3 with Alcantara and interior. Very, very rare. Wow. Yeah. Sandeep Bora. And, and someday it may actually have a V3 uh, autonomous computer. Oh, in. listen. You people have listened to me on this show enough. I can guarantee you that that is going to happen, and it will be two thousand dollars if it's not free by the time I'm done with them. <laughs> he is. Uh, he, he will uh, latch on. I am relentless. Mouthpiece, mouthpiece, mouthpiece. Sandeep Vora says basically a lot of things, but mostly I'm going to tell you why you guys don't get as many referral codes as other people who have less popular shows. It's because we don't know which one to use. You know, Mel's the mm-hmm. most handsome. Should I use his? Robert's mm. the smartest. I feel like that's a misquote. Uh, Tom's got his good features, but he can't decide. So we should just choose one code and push that for a year at a time or a month at a time. Uh-huh. So there you go. So I would say use, paper, use no, I, you know what? I will say I don't use supercharging. I don't care if I have to pay for a little bit of supercharging here and there. Actually, if I log into my Tesla account and I bring up my Model 3, it says free supercharging for life next to it anyways because my Whoa. account's locked to a Model S. It's very, very wonky, the whole Tesla backend thing. So use Robert's uh, promo code, which is Laney9300. <laughs> 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 no, lie. no, no. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Robert, what's your what's your code? It's simple. It's Robert. Robert. 3177. Yeah, people probably don't even know how to spell Laney in my code. So Robert. I still don't know how. It's Robert what? 3177. And that way, mm-hmm. Talking Tesla will have its own red roadster. Yeah. We'll emblazon Talking Tesla on it, yeah. since now we don't have to sully it with Elon Daily. Right. And it will be the official podcast right. car. And if you're confused and you're like, I don't know, do I want to use Mel's and do I want to use Robert's? Mel's got three power walls and three Teslas and 900 gigabytes of solar on his roof. Hmm, the choice is easy. Use Robert's. Zimnik <laughs> Vilmoski. <laughs> Yeah. Zibnik Vyatlovsky? No, Zibnik Vesalovsky. We've had this guy many, many, many times. times. He's in Germany, and mm-hmm. he says, like, uh, Tesla is absolutely killing it over there, and Germans have never bought uh, American cars in the history of Germany. But Tom says, wait a second. Well, so uh, he he links uh, a blog on EV Annex. Right. And it's like Tesla Model 3 crushes the German car market. And it has. It's it's sold a lot of units in a short amount of time. But on that same list, it shows Ford uh, Motor Cars, which I believe is an American car company, if I'm not mistaken. They make make a lot of big trucks. They sold 25,000 units in Germany. So Germans do like American cars. And I will tell you this, the the Ford uh, tied with the BMW. Another German company, they're tied. They're both at about 7.4% of the market. Who's the number one uh, car uh, seller by percentage in in the Germany, gentlemen? Anybody, the, anybody the, guess? The, Tesla. The bastards who effed with diesel emissions. Yeah, still the Volkswagens. Yeah. Who are, who, yeah. Are, who are literally months away from releasing 20 electric cars, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah the Volkswagen, <laughs> the people's wagon. 2020. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, make sure you go on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review, do all that mm-hmm. stuff, because that helps us out. Uh, for patrons, we really uh, need some patrons. We need new patrons, more patrons, and we'll get you an extra show uh-huh. every month and maybe some other goodies as well. Although I won't be on the next Patreon show. Why? Because I'll be, uh, you know, doing the thing in the Vegas. The, the, the... Oh, oh I, thought we were gonna, I thought I'll we were going to record late. Waiting for you to come back. Okay. It, the, the show is going to be called Waiting for Tom. Waiting, <laughs> oh, waiting for Tom. That's adorable. Um, to Elon Daly is now part of Talking Tesla, and maybe it's going to have a name change. Maybe we're going to do it every day. Maybe we're going to do it twice a day. And maybe Joel Sepp could just go and... And maybe me and Robert are going to do it while Mel's out of town. It's so exciting to, to see what, what could potentially be the next iteration of the last iteration. It's so exciting. And RPM Tesla, what do you want to say about them? Uh-huh. Just a shout out, RPM yeah. Tesla, where you can buy some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I like their lights. You liked, I like the pedals are amazing. Yeah, the, the performance pedals yeah, that overlie your very, very ugly cool. ones in your Tesla. The little LED lights that fit in the USB in the back of the car and really the makes your car glow in the back of the three at night. Yeah. It makes your car glow and you can change the colors. You can make it like a disco back there. Mark at RPM, you know, he does a lot yeah. of mods at his uh, site in, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, North San Diego or Orange County area. Yeah. He, uh, you know, they'll paint your wheels, your brake calipers. He says every car they get, uh-huh. they load up talking Tesla in the favorites of the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Somebody sent me, and I don't have it here. I, I was going to mail it into you guys, a uh, uh, Twitter that showed that they went and got a loaner car. And the only two podcasts that were listed as the favorites was Elon Daly and Talking Tesla. Yes. High five. <laughs> that was my loaner. <laughs> and, uh, and was there something else? Instagram. What about Instagram? Yeah. So I guess Instagram and Talking Tesla, uh, I I guess this shows that how uh, unpopular Talking Tesla is because after almost four years, no one grabbed the Instagram account Talking Tesla Mm -hmm. and like held it over our heads, like made it Talking Tesla's Instagram. They Uh already have one. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Funny. (laughs) So now we have an Instagram account. Isn't that right? Is that true? I don't know. How do you post pictures of an audio show? I thought it was already gotten. You sent out a voice memo about this. I did? I can't remember. (laughs) I think it was Twitter, not Instagram. No, it was Instagram. Oh, whatever. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, uh, and we'll send pictures of our cars. That seems yeah, terrible. Seems like a bad idea. <laughs> no, now, but we could have other people send pictures. We moved over Talking oh, yeah. Tesla. Just so you know, we moved Talking Tesla from uh, Libsyn over to this thing called Buzzsprout because it's a lot simpler to use. Buzz. So if you're having any issue with your feeds, you might have to re-favorite us. But um, you know, uh, we had to do that to make it a bit more simple, ladies and gentlemen, boys. Yeah, it turns out that girls. Talking Tesla Instagram has one follower. It's Joel Sapp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, Joel. No, it's Joel. No Post just yet. Joel. Oh wait, you're following it as well. Yeah, well, I just did that when weird. I found out about it from uh, from Mel and Cece. Nice, fantastic. All right, boys, is that it? We done? This, are we? Is this enough? I'm going to give you a gift. What are the gifts? Just because oh, I was expecting me. Mel uh-huh. to really take this another direction. Which way? Uh, like everything was going to become Elon Daily, Elon Biweekly, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I might just go back to working in the emergency room and not having anything <laughs> to do. So here we are. We're we're resurrected. We okay. are stronger as a result, you and I, Stronger Tom. than ever. And so here, Mel, uh-huh. is a gift to you. Uh-oh. Oh, what is it's that? What is official this? official Talking Tesla silvery business card holder that you can now put those business cards on everybody's car that you pass. Oh, silvery. That's, that is That's so beautiful. Lovely. Wow, thank you so much. It's that engraved. I, I would like to thank my parents, um, uh, my manager for getting me to this uh, place. Actually, I need to say something to an Australian. 
Remember how you had those beautiful uh, red little things uh, that we some Australian one from Ballarat, and I can't remember your name. Uh huh. Can you email us at info at talking Tesla? What oh, red things mean, did they win? You mean the 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 cub caps? The cap. Oh, the caps. The because I took them to Australia. Caps. And I took your name and address, and I was going to mail it when I was in Australia, and I was just cleaning out one of my bags yesterday. <laughs> there it was. And the I name and address forgot. wasn't in there? Just the name and address weren't there, but the hubcappy things were. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a bad person. So uh, now every Australian listener is like, it was me, it was me. Yeah. But I'll remember. We can you give out more of them. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is Talking Tesla, now including Elon Daily on said daily. It's so exciting. Oh, oh look. It's going to be amazing. bigger than Ben-Hur's bottom. And he's Which got is a big bottom. Very big. Uh, you is. know, it's a little known fact about Ben Hur's bottom. Very big. Very, very big. Muscular. Big Ben's bottom. Wow. Where it's did amazing. that come from? It's amazing. Where did that come from? I don't know. But this, this show, show is long and over. Amazes me. And we'll talk to the patrons on the big show in two weeks. Love ya. And, See you on uh, Patreon. And uh, Elon Daly on Monday. Mean it. Bye-bye. Adios. <laughs>